Welcome back to Skin the Surface. My name is Dr. Rena Allow, and I'm your host. Finding the perfect skincare product for either dry skin, sensitive skin, eczema, anti-aging, or even acne treatment is such a daunting task, even for me as a dermatologist. Well, good news. After listening to this week's episode, finding an effective and just right skincare product will be a little bit easier as I, as I dive into a dermatologist-recommended and favorite product, CeraVe. I'm excited to be joined by CeraVe co-founder and senior vice president of global professional marketing of CeraVe, Tom Ellison. Welcome. Thank you so much, Dr. Lau. Really excited to, to be here. Great. So before diving into the nuts and bolts of CeraVe as a brand and the research, can you share with us your background in skincare and what made you interested in skincare in general? Absolutely. Um, geez, to bring you back, I've been in this industry for probably 23, 23 plus years. And I actually got to start working in a dermatology pharmaceutical company, a really well-known pharma company. And it's there that I really fell in love with the skin and helping patients with skin disease uh, kind of work through what obviously can be a really tough situation. You know, I think we can both agree that your skin is your billboard, for lack of better terms. You know, the whole world knows when your skin's angry, uh, for example. And I just loved working at that pharmaceutical company and learning about the dynamics of the skin, all the skin diseases. Uh, as a sales rep, uh, calling on dermatologists like yourself with, a, with a great products and loved the, the ability to help patients at, at the greatest time of need. And it was also at this time that I began to understand the importance of cleansing and moisturizing to the full armamentarium of treatment, um, kind of controlling that cleansing environment, using a moisturizer to help repair the, repair the barrier, um, you know, some of that collateral damage that could take place, one, maybe from the disease itself, but also from the medications that you might prescribe and how that full complement of a regimen can help patients get better faster. So uh, been in this industry for quite a while and really kind of pivoted towards skincare. When I left uh, the previous company and joined a small company called Coria Laboratories, which is based out of Fort Worth, Texas, it used to be called HealthPoint Dermatology and we changed the name to Coria. The idea for me joining the organization was to help build it from you know, kind of from scratch, from a, from a small business to a bigger business, but also to help start a consumer brand. And that was the brand Cerebi. So uh, long story short, kind of got my start in the pharmaceutical world, continued uh, my career in pharma up until the point when Cerebi was acquired by L'Oreal in 2017. That's great. Um, and then why is the brand called CeraVe? A lot of my patients ask me this. Yeah, it's a great question. It actually speaks to the technology. It's quite an interesting thing. When you develop a brand, you actually have to name it. And it's not an easy thing. You know, we actually hired a, an agency to help think through some of the options. But ironically, the name actually came from uh, the executive assistant of the president of the company. And she kind of came up with this idea of, of combining really two of the main technologies we want behind what makes CeraVe so unique. And the CERA stands for ceramides. And you're very familiar with them. Dr. Lau, uh, ceramides vital to the structure and function of your skin, important to the lipid bilayer, kind of that substance that envelops skin cells themselves, keeps them uh, healthier, longer, all that good stuff, keeping the bad stuff out, especially when you have a fully functioning barrier. 
And the second part, the VE, stands for something called multivesicular emulsion. And, and uh, as you know, especially in the pharmaceutical world, and especially in, in dermatology, it's not enough just to identify what ingredients are important, but you also have to figure a way to get those ingredients to where they need to work. And that's where MVE comes into play. And multivesicular emulsion, it's a very fancy word for what we, what we consider a control release of active over time. The way to look at this or think about this, if I can give you an analogy, is like an onion. You know, an onion has multi-layers. It's a circle, these concentric layers where the outer layer gets dispersed and then the second, then the third, and the fourth casually over time. And as you know, the skin can only handle so much of an active ingredient. Um, it's like, uh, you know, it's already a pretty full sponge, right? Even when it's dry. And, you, you know, to add oils and some other ingredients by controlling that disbursement over time, we can, uh, you know, increase the amount of content that we put into the skin and, and, and get a better clinical result as well. MVE actually was a technology that first was started in the pharmaceutical world. It was first launched in a brand called Salex. It was a prescription medication of salicylic acid and ammonium lactate that was used for hyperkeratotic skin conditions, thinking elbows and knees, psoriasis, hyperkeratotic heels, you know, any of that crusty skin. And one of the issues, obviously, is, you know, with a high concentration of salicylic acid and ammonium lactate, there's potential for irritation. So the design team, the, the engineers, so the product engineers developed MVE to help to control disbursement of those alpha and beta hydroxy acids over time. So even when we launched Salax, the PI package insert showed like little to no irritation with these uh, ingredients that traditionally were irritating when we knew we had something special. So uh, that, that's kind of where the name CeraVe came from. And uh, it was really through the, the work of developing the brand with dermatologists that they, they really pointed us to these two important technologies to include in the, in the CeraVe brand. That's great. And I'm, I'm glad you brought up the multivesicular emulsion technology because, <clears throat> you know, just going on your website and reading about it and patients will ask me about it. So that's Thank you for clarifying that um, and controlling the disbursement of the, the active ingredients. Can you explain, I know it depends on the type of products, but just starting with moisturizers, um, focusing on your moisturizing products, um, can you explain some of the main ingredients that are incorporated in the products and why are these ingredients important for healthy skin? Yeah, no, 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 no problem. It's really, what we try to do is mimic what's really naturally occurring in your skin in the first place. And as you know, I kind of pointed to that ceramide piece where ceramides are part of your lipid bilayer, your lipid matrix. Actually, 50% of that substance uh, is comprised of ceramides, but the other half of it is called cholesterol free fatty acids, triglycerides, these kind of things. So one of the things that sep separate that separates CeraVe out is it's, Obviously, a smartly built combination of, of emollients and humectants like dimethicone or glycerin or, uh, you know, white petrolatum, some of these other things that we'll use across, across our line. But it also includes those kind of physiological lipids, which are natural. You know, they're skin identical, to be, to, to be exact. Um, and it's really meant to obviously add those oils on the surface of the skin, those humectants and amines, like I mentioned before, but also maybe help fix what's the issue in the first place. And as you know, when, when, when patients are dry in particular, it's a, it's a byproduct of a barrier, skin barrier breakdown. You know, your skin cells themselves obviously shrink as they dehydrate, but 
the issue really starts in between the cracks. And we, we know what good moisturization, good barrier, skin barrier reparation looks like is obviously keeping the, the skin soft and supple, but also keeping the bad stuff out and the good stuff in. So as a general rule, that's the way CeraVe likes to build things is kind of like, how do we combine these important physiological lipids with other ingredients to drive a great clinical outcome where you're not only utilizing those ingredients to help mitigate something wrong, like dryness with emollients and humectants and emollients, but also adding those physiological lipids to, to take it a step further. Great. And, and the, these lipids not only protect, uh, protect the skin barrier, like you said, but they prevent further water loss, like ceramides and then glycerin, like you mentioned, is a humectant. Um, you know, humectant means drawing in drawing water back into the skin and again preventing further water loss so i think having those glycerin ceramides uh, you know and uh, hyaluronic acid that really makes for me these products um differ um and stand out compared to you know other moisturizers because it is so rich in these ingredients thank you so much for your support you know the question was always can you actually add these physiological lipids back in the skin and we were really excited to actually, I believe, to be one of the first, if not the first brand to actually prove that you can add ceramides, cholesterol, and free fatty acids back in the skin from a baseline to a measurement of continual use. And it was actually worked on by Dr. Zoe Dreyless, who I know you're very familiar with. Mm -hmm. And I feel like one of ingredient that's been coming up a lot is niacinamide. Can do any of your products contain niacinamide, and and um, how do you incorporate that in, into your in, into the different types of products? Yeah, no, we use niacinamide quite a bit, and again, I talked about this kind of synergy of ingredients, and, and niacinamide is an incredible ingredient, uh, shown to be kind of a redness reducer, a skin calmer. One of the less known things about niacinamide is it actually can be a precursor to ceramide, and actually help increase ceramide content in the skin naturally. So it almost turns on your ceramide factory. So that's a perfect complementary ingredient to CeraVe as we try to animate as much as possible. And one of the, one of our star products, if you will, CeraVe PM, and we were one of the first brands to leverage or utilize niacinamide in a facial moisturizer. And, and we get a lot of dermatologist use across a, a lot of different facial issues like uh, acne or rosacea and subderm because of it. Great. And I know we alluded to certain products, but can you share what types of products does CeraVe offer? Yeah, we know we have a, a range of cleansers and we try to develop a cleanser for all skin types. So our, our best-selling cleanser is something called the hydrating cleanser. And that's that kind of lipid-free, non-foaming, if you will, non-surfactant-based cleanser really meant for your more normal to the driest type of patients can be used with water or not. You know, I know with atopic dermatitis in particular, they can be very irritating and very, uh, you know, cautious of water because it can sting, especially on open wounds. CeraVe can be used to kind of cleanse, remove that surface oil, water, makeup, or dirt and makeup. And uh, without using water, you can kind of put it on, uh, put it on and then wipe it off with a gentle cloth or obviously it, it rinses really clean. Also hydrates as well, which is why the, the name hydrating is in it. Then we, you know, we kind of play across different skin types. So we developed this new uh, CeraVe cream to foam cleanser, which was kind of a built in between our CeraVe hydrating. And we had something called CeraVe foaming, which is more for your normal to oily. And, and CeraVe cream to foam is really to be meet in the middle. 
it's meant to be used kind of on that normal skin, normal to dry or even normal to oily, because it gives you a little bit of an amino acid based surfactant system, but doesn't overstrip your skin. Again, we, we will always be cautious and mindful to not overstrip and, and kind of cause further skin barrier damage. We want to be known as, as the brand that actually helps uh, restore, you know, the skin barrier. And then we'll, you know, we have a, a, an SA product, which you're probably familiar with, the SA cleanser. Right. We use the, uh, the beta hydroxy acid, salicylic acid, really effective. A lot of people will use that across acne, uh, even psoriasis, that kind of thing. And then we've uh, launched actually two new acne products. One is a 4% BPO, you know, benzoyl peroxide, super effective ingredient, key to your armamentarium or treatment for acne, but uh, built in a nice creamy, uh, creamy, foamy uh, lotion. So it doesn't strip the skin, which I know is, is one of the things that you probably battle with quite a bit with, with uh, acne patients um, in terms of just the over dryness, especially with the meds you're using after using a product like our BPO. And then we just developed a, an acne cl uh, cleanser as well with uh, salicylic acid and uh, a cool technology utilizing clay actually to help absorb some of that excess oil that is, is being produced, that excess sebum that's being produced. So you kind of are left with this really nice soft dry down without uh, any uh, you know excess oilness without also stripping the skin. Um, and then we have facial products like our facial AM and PM were launched uh, back when we launched an actual an, an, a retinoid. Uh, I don't know if you remember Atrolin. It's a collagen-based mm -hmm. 0.05% retinoin. We launched uh, AM and PM at that exact time that we launched that drug uh, to help mitigate the side effects of retinoin. And, and we know, you know, a lot of patients are using uh, obviously AM and PM uh, AM during the day because of the SPF 30 use, and then PM at night. We have an ultra light SPF 30 for more darker skin complexion you know, uh, that, uh, really want that kind of SPF 30 protection as well as built with, with ceramides, uh, cholesterol, triglycerides, some emollients in there, but really melt into the skin and can play really nice across any skin tone that you have. And then we have some specialized products as well. You know, we have an itch relief line, for example, using a, a an analgesic called promoxine hydrochloride, super effective kind of targets that itch nerve. Uh, without, uh, you know, numbing the skin. It's really a, a unique product. And, and, you, and you, you know, firsthand battling atopic dermatitis when you're in that itch, scratch, itch cycle, you need some of these other ingredients to help punch through. And then our healing ointment is a, a petrolatum-based product uh, that's utilized for really your toughest or most dry area and has been quite popular in that trend called slugging, you know? So there's been a mm -hmm. lot of things that are using kind of the, 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 the healing ointment at night, overnight, and they're getting the kind of the glow and that look that they, that they want the next morning. And we've seen a lot of success and kind of take off, take off, uh, I would say within the last 15 to 18 months on that slugging trend. So that kind of covers a few of our, you know, our, our products. Um, and then we have, you know, a lot, I mean, the range now is, is around 70 unique formulations. We have sunscreens that are mineral based. We have tint mineral, we have uh, our SA range, which is salicylic acid with ammonium lactate from kind of those dry, rough, bumpy patches, KP in particular. Uh, it's, it's certainly one used quite a bit. We have a therapeutic hand cream and, uh, you know, and uh, a skin renewing line, which is really built. Uh, what are those kind of trend ingredients like vitamin C or retinol, but built smartly with dermatologists from the ground up to include those other ingredients to help either boost the efficacy of 
like vitamin C or retinol, but mm -hmm. also to, to cause less irritation. And uh, as you know, the brand really tries to deliver strong technology at affordable prices. So, uh, you know, really trying to keep that price point uh, sub, sub $20. That's great. I know for a lot of patients who have acne or who are on Accutane or get dry with a lot of these acne products, even the prescription, like you mentioned, tretinoin or top prescription Retin-A products, um, they can be very drying. So using uh, oftentimes, you know, a lot of dermatologists, including myself, will recommend using a, the CeraVe PM, um, even mixing it with the, the nighttime cream to help kind of mitigate that dryness and irritations. Um, the SA cream is, is a favorite. If so if you are listening and you have that rough and bumpy skin on your arms or your thighs or the butt cheeks, that that's a great cream with that salicylic acid. It's a great keratolytic help to break up some of that scale. So a lot of the products that you have mentioned are, um, you know, they have great uses and they can be used in all um, different skin types, um, you know, um, skin colors too. Um, so how much research goes behind creating each product and how long does the process of research and development typically take before we actually see that product on our shelves? Yeah, no, it's, it's a great question. You know, first and foremost, the brand, I don't know if you, it's a little subtle, but if you look under our logo, it says develop with dermatologists. And what mm -hmm. that means, Dr. Lau, is from the beginning, ever before, even before we ever had our original three formulations, we've worked with really kind of the, the dermatologist uh, experts within formulation and ingredients design to develop a, a line of products together. You know, it just made sense for us to work with those that know skin the best, like yourself, to develop products from the baseline up versus kind of developing or cooking something up in the lab and then asking you to retrofit it within your practice. You know, we've really built this reputation and heritage to get the input of the dermatologist up front. And uh, we make the changes based on what these uh, key opinion leaders are saying, you know, and uh, it's been a really perhaps the greatest success of, of the CeraVe brand can be pointed to this development process. It depends on the product. You know, you're probably looking at a minimum 18 months to two years, but products like healing ointment, uh, SA, you know, these are better part of three, three plus years from development because Again, the formulation design might not be all that technical, but what we want to do and put into place so we get early adoption and credibility is to also build a clinical story around it. So to do the clinicals the right way, uh, to work with dermatologists on that clinical study design, for example, that takes probably about three years. So what we're working on today, we won't see probably until 2024, 2025. Okay. And how long, how long does the process take for product safety and, and to formulate allergy-free ingredients? Like how, do you, how does that process, how do you ensure that the products are safe? And, yeah. And... yeah, it's a great question. So it actually starts with the inky list. So what we'll have is let's say for a specific product, we'll sit down with, with a panel of dermatologists and what we call an ad board and talk about what are their needs, you know, what are your needs in particular? Um, what are you seeing out there from, uh, how could we build something together that will help drive a better clinical outcome than exists today? Kind of, that's how the conversation starts. Sometimes we do come to them with some concepts, you know, we've thought about this, or this has come up in prior ad boards. We think this is something that we'd like to develop together. And 
what we will do is we'll start developing an inky list, which is a product list of ingredients that potentially could be utilized within the formulation itself. And one of our first steps to ensure the safety is we actually bump that up against some contract contact dermatologists. So, uh, for example, Dr. Sharon Jacob out in California, Dr. Max Zyrus out of Ohio. I mean, these are these are experts within the world of, of allergic ingredients, and they have committed, you know, to the world of, of things like patch testing and some of these things that you're very familiar with. They take a look at our ingredient list, and we'll pull it apart and say, you know, this is a known sensitizer in, you know, X percentage of patients, or these two product, these two ingredients have a potential allergenicity to cross react together and cause an issue. And we kind of start that process there to, to get that buy-in and, and sign off upfront before we start cooking in the kitchen. And then we develop those formulations. We usually will have a few versions of the same formulation, even within the same ingredients. Because if you tweak something, you can actually change the galonic and feel. And we'll send it back out to an original party of, uh, of dermatologists that have given us our input. And they sign off on what they think is the best uh, end feel. And then we'll, we'll put it out in the market from there. But then, you know, there's testing all along. I mean, L'Oreal is one of the most equitable, um, sustainable, focused companies there are. You know, we, we actually, even within L'Oreal, they have really strong, strict guidelines for sustainability and are these ingredients being sourced from the right areas you know we get actually what we call a spot score which is pretty pretty cool and they, they kind of scorecard the formula uh to ensure that it's not it's going to you know prevent as less damage to the environment and that kind of thing and if there's if there's big issues then we can't watch it uh to ensure mm -hmm. that the, you know it's not only safe for your patient that has a compromised skin barrier and an issue, but also safe for, for the world and the environment in general. That's good to know. So CeraVe um, has been a huge success even prior to the pandemic. Um, can you share with us the company's marketing approach and some keys to the success behind this brand? Yeah. Um, yeah. So we, you know, it's been, I think it's pretty safe to say, I know definitely prior to the pandemic, I might've lost on that data, but we've really grown exponentially it's probably going on at least seven if not 10 years of the fastest growing skincare brand in the united states and uh you know year after year being able to grow high double digits is because of i think the product first and foremost the products themselves are making a difference in patient skin you know where they didn't have it you know see a difference before and our marketing strategies do a few things if you consumed any of our content, we really try to tell the voice of the dermatologist to the brand. So one of the key things that we like to do in social media is these things called CeraVe skin chats. And we'll invite a key opinion leader, a world-renowned dermatologist to come and talk to them and ask them questions, very much like in a podcast setting, and uh, about a specific category or topic. And then we, we also then throw it to the audience and they ask the physician questions. Because uh, there's just a lot of misinformation out there. I'm sure it's one of the chief reasons why you started this podcast was to, to kind of dispel a lot of the myths out there and to provide just that excellent counsel and resource for people that are seeking more need. Yeah, uh, exactly. You know, exa exactly. So we try to, we try to animate the position that way. You know, we have played with a few social media, uh, I'll call them, you know, influencers. And what we've tried to do with them is to really also carry through some messaging 
um, that might be, uh, you know, that dermatologists or patients need more information on. A good example is we use this, uh, this influencer named Hiram during COVID. And Hiram was a big fan of the brand, still is today. Um, really had done a, a, few, a lot of things on his own, really promoting why he thinks there is a great product. But we saw that the ability to get to his millions of, of followers and audience that drive the idea that you should be thinking about SPF use every day. And mm -hmm. we developed this great campaign called Your Skin Doesn't Know It's at the Beach. You know, it, you, you need SPF when, you know, when you're walking to class or when you're in an office by a window or when you're out, in, you know, in the park and not necessarily, you know, going to be spending eight hours at the, you know, by the ocean, that kind of thing. And really to try to drive that healthy skin habit of everyday use. So it runs the gamut. We do, we have put out in the, in the marketplace a television commercial uh, across a, a few of our franchises, our moisturizing cream and lotion, as well as our cleanser. And we're really trying to promote the idea of the, the technology behind the brand storytelling the importance of keeping your barrier your skin barrier intact or your moisture barrier as a lot of consumers like to talk about today and uh i think the most important thing though is we we really feel that it's our responsibility to try to bring the voice of the dermatologist though to the masses to try to democratize dermatologists dermatology as best we can to help display or dismay those those uh those rumors or myths out there within um within the world of dermatology and the diseases that they treat and uh, ultimately try to bring it down to uh, to a message that perhaps skincare shouldn't be so complicated. You know, that, mm -hmm. uh, listen to your dermatologist, go see your dermatologist. And if you can't see a dermatologist, seek those reference points like what you've done on your podcast, as well as other dermatologists to get the voice of reason from them. Right. Yeah, that's that's great. And is CeraVe um, only available in the United States, or are there any other countries in the world that offer CeraVe products? Yeah, it's, it's actually now in over 40 countries. You know, you can consider wow. it the 40 largest countries. You know, I think that was a, a big purchase motivator behind L'Oreal acquiring the CeraVe brand. So prior to the acquisition in 2017, we were basically just in Canada, a little bit of distribution in Mexico but primarily that the business is built in the United States. U.S. still today is, is obviously the, you know, the biggest country, but it, it is doing very, very well, but, uh, you know, across the world. But it's, it's, it's following the same footsteps that have built CeraVe and made it successful in the U.S., which is calling on dermatologists, providing samples so they can give to patients at a time of need, animating those dermatologists within the specific countries on the uniqueness of the technology and giving them a voice to help drive the importance of ceramide-based skincare to really uh, every stage of life. That's great. And then um, just, I know you mentioned the clay control, um, incorporating clay um, to control the excess sebum. Can you share any other new advancements or de developments in the pipeline for CeraVe as, as a company? You know, I can't go into specifics in terms of product launches because I hate to say sure. something and then have it sure. out again. We're constantly developing, you know, products. I will tell you that we are continually looking at all areas where ceramides are relevant and working mm -hmm. with physicians in the marketplace to develop a line, a line or a line extension or a range of products to help meet their needs. So when a patient comes with a specific issue that they have something that's going to make a difference in their skin where they don't have access today. You know, we're going to continue to work, uh, as I said before, ceramides will be in every product as we continue to launch and then think about what are those ingredients that can have a nice synergistic effect if combined with ceramides 
and uh, you know, because that's what good skincare is about. It's not singular ingredients or you know, playing the percentages game, but it's built smartly to where ingredients kind of level up with each other, and then also the sophistication of how that formulation is built to actually get to where it needs to work. Right. Yep. Exactly. And I think it's like you said earlier, not just all about the types of ingredients, but it's how it's delivered. You want to make sure that the ingredients don't inactivate each other and that yeah. they serve a purpose. I mean, how many times have you been in practice, right? And it depends on the ve- the vehicles matter, you know? Right. You can have 0.025% of an ingredient in a specific vehicle that's five times more efficacious than something that's 0.1%, you know? Because right. of the vehicle, it's delivering. It's, a, it's not necessarily the percentages of the actives. It's how much active actually gets to where it needs to go. That's where they want to lost. Yeah. And I think also it's just how someone, what they feel comfortable using. And that's great. You, you survey as a brand provides ointments, which is greasier products, which I love. Um, and then um, more creams and lotions. I think, it, you know, I always tell patients, you know, I prefer, you know, for, for example, topical steroids um, work really well when they're greasy ointments, but not everyone's going to put a grease ointment on their skin from head to toe. So, you know, it's just kind of seeing what works best for that individual. And then what, like you said, what ingredients and the vehicle that's used, all of that plays an important role. And I don't think we really think, you know, as a consumer, we don't may not necessarily think about it unless it's, um, you know, we have discussions like this or, you know, um, researching on our own through, you know, the website or um, other um, educational resources. Yeah, it's just a lot of brands today, I think, that are kind of figuring out what does their product portfolio look like by by, by mining social media, that mm-hmm. sentiment of ingredient or Google search trends and analytics and saying, well, a, a good example of this is like hyaluronic acid, right? Right. You had mentioned niacinamide before, vitamin C, um, uh, azelaic acid's now starting to pop up a little bit right and it's just that's how they're developing it and it's like it's never been about the percentages of whatever ingredient you have in it is it's actually getting in and, and some of these things are being administered with droppers and all this other stuff and it's just you know there, right. it's more sophisticated than that than just dialing up and saying well ours is 14 percent and theirs is 12 therefore we should, we should, we're better you know what i mean like it just doesn't right. work that way Right, right, exactly. I know. I noticed with vitamin C products too. It's it's the containers that they're in. Is it you know because yeah. vitamin C is easily oxidized. So it's just the the also the packaging really matters too. Absolutely. No, it's yeah. a really good point. You you know you're kind of bringing it full circle. It's uh, all of those things have to be taken into consideration because you need st- you need stability. You know, like you need the the product to be there. And these tubes hopefully are built for more than just a, a week's worth of use. You know. You know, right. most of the tubes I see in products are, are at least a 30, if not a 45 day supply. So your 45th day of use should be just as efficacious as your first day. Right, exactly. Well, that's all we have for today's episode. I hope you all learned a lot. I know I did as well. Um, thank you so much, Tom, for joining us. And if you want to learn more about CeraVe on our website, skinthesurfacepod.com, I'm going to be posting a ton of information about the product some website links. And of course, um, you can always follow us on Instagram and Twitter for more information. As always, stay safe and healthy. 